coming up, Svend takes David on a tour of the Netherlands. Are they Norwegian or are they from Netherlands. the Netherlands? Wrong country. They are totally Norwegian. Coming up, Svend takes David on a tour of Norway. Fantasy death metal <laughs> style. Verse Chorus Verse episode 22 coming up. to verse chorus verse with me this week as always is svend dungeons and dragons canutes and svend how are you tonight Ooh, i like that one <laughs> although i've never played dungeons and dragons really? so someone out there needs really to teach haven't? me i played it once and it was so fun see it sounds fun i've seen other people play i've heard about it full disclosure um, i think i was never invited back again because i drank too much and had others drink too much and Ah. i think i took away from the game (laughs) i I mean i think i made the game awesome but you played with some like hardcore people then now they were cool (laughs) other than not having played D &D, i'm stoked for this episode i'm good you're somewhere else i'm in baston baston i have decided that the hardest accent to try to copy is the boston accent yeah it's so hot. Makes me want to go watch Good Will Hunting. Or The Town. The Town was a good movie. Ooh, I've never seen The Town. And I think the people are actually from New England, so they actually sound, their accents are legit. They're authentic. This is not a movie podcast. No. So. It is a rabbit hole podcast, though. Definitely is. It is also a podcast where we feature bands. And the band <laughs> yeah. that you heard on the intro this time song being still lost is by a band that i am going to let svend introduce because svend introduced me to and i do you have some sort of connection with them or did you just hear them in idaho or what yes small connections i suppose so james plane wreck my connection is through their drummer who I, i worked on a project like years and years ago um, we never like played in a band together, but we were session musicians in studio for someone else's project. I knew his brother, who's an amazing bass player, who now has his own band, and he I think he's he writes songs and plays acoustic guitar and does that now. But Andrew Bagley, the drummer for James Plain Rec, um, is another one of my favorite drummers here locally in Boise. Okay, um, like we we featured. Our favorite drummer, Brent, previously. Number one drummer in Idaho, yes. Totally. Like I, I pick him on my team anytime. But props to Andrew because he is a guy, like I watched him in a studio just walk in after having received the tracks the night before to listen to and just nailed every change, every Went fill. Went full every... snarky puppy on you. He's like one of those guys that like, <laughs> yeah. he's tasty. Oh, plays a lot of metal, but he fits into any genre. Dave Grohl in Nirvana was one of his huge, like I remember him talking a lot about how much he he loved Dave Grohl. I actually think the Foo Fighters is a fairly good comp for them. Now that when you mentioned the whole Dave Grohl thing, they are fairly kind of, new classic rock in a way yeah glad that we could play them yeah uh yeah sven turned me on to them they have stuff on Bandcamp, spotify they have it all once again the song at the intro is still lost you're gonna mm-hmm. hear them again in our two breaks and i'll i'll let you know what songs they are but check them out hope we get you guys a couple follows and a couple downloads this week's episode episode 22 we are awesome taking a break we are hungover from harry parch episode and we just <laughs> oh need goodness. to step back do a classic review episode and see what happens there <laughs> and it's and, and what did we give you yeah. this is and wow. thanks a lot sven this is gonna be a fun episode this actually is gonna be a really fun episode sven you have no idea what's coming <laughs> for you <laughs> I, I have something very special planned for this episode so before we get to the probably embarrassing but definitely entertaining reviews for the evening we have to get to the most important part of the night what are we drinking uh spend what you got Um, i'm back to beer this week let's see here um oh it's from seattle fremont 
Brewery. Summer. Fremont. It's a summer pale ale. Um, because it's summer and mm. it's like 900 degrees where I am. I don't know what it's, it's like on the East Coast. I everywhere. know that over here in the Northwest, uh, we're setting records. Yeah, I got to 100 today. Okay, I think, here so in it Boston. sounds like the entire yeah. country of the United States of America is cooking in triple digit. I left 115 in Vancouver over to to 100 in Boston. It Jeez. all sucks. 115 in Vancouver. Yeah, how does shattered yeah. records shattered them. Yeah, we're all going to die. So due to the heat, I'm beer too tonight. I just went uh, your basic Stella. I'm drinking a... Stella has this weird ability to be like right on the cusp of skunky without yeah. being bad. Yeah, it's kind of like if like Heineken was good. Exactly. That is the best way to describe <laughs> Stella I've ever heard. Well done. I believe that at one point in time, both of these, both those beers were probably really good, but... Thanks to popularization and like mass distribution, yes. they get kind of assy sometimes. Oh, they totally do. We will edit this out for the day that we get sponsors, but for now, yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so that's it. That's what we're drinking. A good old fashioned album review this week. We are excited to get into it. It's been a, I have to, I think I say this every other week now, but it's been really fun talking to just the, the social media outreach the fans the email it's getting bigger and bigger and it's so much fun please feel free to reach out and any opinions you have we instagram right hit us up on instagram that seems to be like where most i I know you get all the emails instagram seems to be another popular spot instagram is the easiest instagram uh, i'll get a notification i uh, look i am super active i travel a lot my job is 90 percent on my phone so I'm always on it anyway. and Plus, you can gang up on us there because there's other people that... Exactly. Community of hecklers. Really good at being ganged up on since I started this <laughs> podcast, yes. <laughs> Go Team Sven. Have we have we bumped the merch in a while? I don't know that we've mentioned this. We have merch on our website, we versecourseverse.com. You want a hat. Honestly, the hoodies are amazing. Who the fuck's going to wear a hoodie, hoodie in summer? But they're so comfy. So are the t-shirts. Crank your AC, kill the environment, wear a hoodie. (laughs) Wear a hoodie. (laughs) Or just buy a hat to keep the sun off your face and get one of our t-shirts, which actually feels comfortable and cool. Fucking hippie. Or do the the hoodie thing. No, he's right. I get a lot of compliments on the hat when I wear the hat. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We will be right back. We will review some albums. are back for tonight i gave sven a sailor's guide to the earth by sturgill simpson and before we get into that i want to let you know that the song that was played on the break was fucking with ghosts by james Plainwreck. talked about them at the beginning I really like this song. This song is probably my favorite that I've heard of theirs. If you want to check it out, look it up at all the places you look up music. Yeah. James Plainwreck. Kind of like Brian Jonestown Massacre, but a little less post-punk. And but very similar name. So be careful, James Plainwreck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So <laughs> go ahead, Smend. Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> when you gave this to me, I'll admit that... I did not know Sturgill Simpson. I'd heard the name. Not not a lot of people do. I know that he is popular amongst friends that I have. However, I I couldn't name a song. Definitely didn't recognize the album title. I bet you could name one I, song. We'll get there. <laughs> I At first, I expected him to be some old crotchety, pissed off dude playing like nothing but like Hank Williams style classic country. And Oh God, I would love that. So for all the country fans out there, my takeaway so far is that Sturgill Simpson definitely has a huge respect for classic country. Absolutely. This album reflects that very well in his voice as well as composition of a lot of these tracks. Lyrically, totally. 
I think, um, the way that he writes lyrics, but just some of like the more cowboy country that's on the album, especially slowed down, kind of like not really ballads. He has like these, I call them cowboy songs because yeah. it's like a dude with a guitar singing. Kind it's of thing. old school. But it goes, it's old school, but it also goes back and forth from that to what I'm going to call gospel revival borderline motown yes nathaniel rateliff kind of sounding 60s soul it's energetic and it's fun some of it's like two steps some of it's not they have horns they have the band is freaking amazing i would just i'd go watch his band absolutely they're awesome that's my like brief overview of sturgill simpson and sailor's guide to earth it's like otis redding's band and hank williams yeah got together yes it's, yes yeah. if they would have made this album like what is that 30 40 i think it's really cool that a country artist is tackling yep. any kind of guide to earth because it's very not really spacey as far as sound design but spacey as far as well a little bit like adventurous, I think conceptually and like the idea, maybe some of the the thought behind it is similar to like what David Bowie kind of did. Mm -hmm. It's not out there, but it is out there. Yeah. It's down to earth, but has themes that kind of musically take you outside of traditional country in a, in a lot of ways. Um, Absolutely. Like just the intro. Hopefully I'm not stepping go, on your toes, but this album is about him having a son. And this is basically his letter to his son. Ah. This is him talking about what it was like to have a son and him trying to teach his son these lessons and tell his son about what his life has been like. I mean, as a father yourself uh -huh. and myself, uh -huh. it's this very surreal, yes. suddenly, not only do you feel like you are responsible for the knowledge of a young kid, but you also feel like a fucking moron. Yes. The day you have a kid, you feel like the dumbest person ever for the rest of your life because you realize how much you don't know about anything. Yeah. I will say this, and it probably just makes me sound like a prick, but I am not a country guy. I really like old country. Like we talked about Hank Williams and Woody Guthrie and Johnny Cash and, and those sort of guys. But anything country from the last 25 years, I could give a shit about. Dick. If country <laughs> artists did this sort of shit all the time, mm -hmm. if they broadened their horizons, they really concentrated on the writing and all of the proponents that make an album, not just what's going to play well on the radio. And it, this is different. This is just a different project than I had heard in a long time. Yeah. It doesn't follow the same pattern of modern country, which I love modern country more than you do mm -hmm. because I'm also a pop fan and the two are yeah. merging. Like I remember when it was a big deal that country was starting to sound like rock and now country's starting to sound like hip hop pop music yeah and yeah you got like florida georgia line with heavy auto-tune not not just for pitch correcting but as in like a whole effect and it's mm -hmm. i enjoy some of that stuff maybe not lyrically but i enjoy the sounds that i hear <laughs> yeah this is definitely like a left turn when it comes to i mean this was the okay, sailor's guide to earth released in 2016 by then, we're definitely way into this new style of country. Mm -hmm. The genre has kind of arrived there. And Sturgill Simpson is kind of like, nope. Yeah. And he's not alone. But well, this is his maybe fourth or fifth out of eight? Is yeah. Is eight albums? I know that I this believe. is really... This is so somewhere in the middle. There are very, very hardcore Sturgill Simpson fans. Sturgill Simpson is the type of guy that you'll start talking about, and the people yeah. that know him automatically want to be like, "Oh, you don't, you don't know Sturgill. If you didn't listen to this and this and this, then true fan sort of people." And I think right. the album before this one, which I don't even remember the name, is kind of where that started. This album was the one that people really started to say, "Oh, fuck, this guy is insane." Since then, he's slowly been growing in yeah. more popular popularity. You could put him in a lot of genres. Mm -hmm. I know that it's like country, but like I feel like a lot of that has solely to do with what he does to his voice. Yep. And a lot of country singers, male singers, 
well, a female too, but like, you know, that, that kind of Kermit the Frog kind of thing that they do. Yeah. Where it's, it, it actually rounds out and it warms your tone. Yeah. And it has, yeah, it has less to do with accent than just like this throat thing that happens. Yep. The minute you hear him open his mouth, you're like, country song. Mm-hmm. That and the slide guitar, which when people hear slide, they, they do. Also... They do. Outside of that, though, when you look at the horn lines, some of the piano parts, some of like the... Mm-hmm. It spans a lot of stuff. There's some songs on yeah. here. Call to Arms was one that it's at the very end of the album. Mm-hmm. Even though it's very like... Dum, 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 dum. Like the polka bass. That's like the two-step rhythm. Yeah. There's so much else going on that... There's James Brown that, as, sort of stuff say, yeah, going like on. and James Brown, like I... Mm-hmm. I, I almost wish that there was like a little clavinet going on in there. Like, I don't know. I love it. And Did then, you know he plays a Moog in a few of these songs? That, okay. I mean, like, I I heard things and didn't really... It wasn't in this song, but it does, yeah. He should do yes, more of that sort of yes, stuff. Yes, I yeah. feel like this is... Sturge is the kind of guy that's just like a musician's musician and just loves the Absol- music. Yeah. He wrote, composed, and arranged pretty much all this. He had help with the horn parts, but he really... This is yeah. Sturgill Simpson. And then dead center, right smack in the middle, exact middle of the album. I'm like half paying attention at this point, and I hear him get to the <laughs> chorus of the song, and I just hear this, he's the one <laughs> who likes yeah. all our pretty... Wait, that's... Oh my God, there's a country cover of a Nirvana song. Yeah. And that just fired me right up all over again. So do you like it? Yes. Do you like the cover? Yes. I know some people that will say no. Yeah. Some hardcore Nirvana, like Kurt Cobain purists who I feel are maybe a little too assholey mm-hmm. about that position. But I think it's great. Honestly, to me, that's the test of a good song. If somebody else can play it in their style outside of the genre and it's a good song still, that to me is like a test of like, the writing and the fact that it fits yeah. this album. And now that you it just does. told me that it's it like totally about does. him having a kid, the fact that he got that in here and it's not weird, it makes sense and it fits. That's a genius pick for mm-hmm. a cover to throw into your album. This is the type of cover that I love. I'll listen to them and they're fun, but I don't want Weezer covering an album of Van Halen and doing the same. I want you to make it your own song. I want yes. Bob Dylan being changed into Jimi Hendrix. I want an entire different entity. And he completely did that. It's awesome. I will say in the end, all it, honestly, in the end, it just makes me want to turn on the Nirvana song. And yeah, like I did every that. T- exactly. Whenever I get to the end of this, I'm like, okay, now I need to, now I need to fucking rock out. Like, <laughs> yeah. And but I still like it. I do too. And I, I did the exact same thing. And... <laughs> Okay, so you know me, like I usually complain about like the slower stuff, right? No, that's my job. Well, I I'm going to give props to Oh Sarah. It's the second to last song on this album. Mm-hmm. He did it right. It was so thinned out and so simple and so there's songs on here with like 20 different instruments and people playing and things going on. It's so busy. And yeah. then he has moments like this. Like Oh Sarah is one of the examples of just like this you get to hear just him and what's in his head. And Super simple, beautiful, the little string plucks, the yes. kind of the bleed into his Osara. It's really good. Stuff like that, the classic country fans are going to love. This is, this is a monster album. I was afraid because I've got, listening to this in my house, I haven't had great, great feedback whenever I put on like a classic country type of mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Um, if I play some Hank or Willie Nelson gets tall. I don't know why Willie Nelson seems to like not get shoved into the same bucket as the rest of the country artists. I was kind of afraid that this was going to be one that I had to listen to on headphones, like solely. <laughs> but my kids and Amanda, my wife, like they all actually enjoyed this a bunch. So I'm awesome. so stoked to discover some more of his albums but yeah his one after this was really popular i haven't really gotten into a lot of his other stuff i'm not really sure why i'm sure i'd like it i just i love this album i love that he kept it to nine songs i love it when artists don't feel like they need to do the traditional 
I need 11 songs. I need 12 songs. I need 13 songs. If you have 15 amazing songs, make it 15. If you have nine, make it nine. If you have six, right. make it six. I, lo- I love that Don't stick he... a bunch of filler in there just to yeah. get your track count up, right? Exactly. I think it really shows. I love that he did arrange and compose all this. I love the fact that if you look at the credits on the vinyl, uh, when it gets to In Bloom, In Bloom is just this teeny little written by Kurt Cobain. That's it. He takes no credit for anything. It's written by Kurt Cobain. I I love that. It's the same thing that Lauren Hill did on uh, Miseducation for uh, what's the cover? Uh, the You're Just Too Good to Be True. So that one. <laughs> I can sing the damn thing. Can't take. Is it? Can't take my. Yes. Eyes. Can't take my eyes off you. Good job. Sven wins. Sp- okay. Sven wins all the beers. <laughs> <laughs> this album also speaks to me personally because he is ex-Navy. There are very, in Sea Stories and in Call to Arms, they are very New Age Navy man songs. He was in around the same time I was. We were all frustrated with the part that we were playing in what we were doing in the early 2000s. This was post 9-11, confused about what we were doing. And I'm not going to get into the whole Iraq, Afghanistan, this and that, but everybody was confused. His lyrics are just, don't be another egg in Mr. Sam's beater. Him telling Mm. his son to, to make your own decisions. I could tell from his lyrics, he, he sings about Thailand and Korea and Singapore and Japan. He was doing the exact same tours as I was. So I I swear it's like this guy was fucking writing these couple of songs for me. And you were on a, you were like on a, you were on an aircraft carrier that whole time. Right. Yeah. I remember. Super I, fun. <laughs> a, a floating city <laughs> slash airport. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, when you when somebody sings something so specific to what you have done in your life, it's it's gonna yeah. reach you like that. Well, I'm glad you gave this to me. I was gonna ask you how you found Sturgill Simpson. I feel like I got a little glimpse of that story, but like, how did who introduced I you? I think. I don't want to give a hundred percent because I'm not exactly positive, but I think that Mr. Evil Jimmy himself told me to check this guy out. Ah, I think he, in our, you know, 10 year long chat that we've been doing about music, wrote me one day and was like, dude, I know it's country. Just fucking check it out. And you know, one listen through this, the very first song, Welcome Welcome to to Earth, Earth. when he, it starts in this, this really beautiful symphonic, but it's still very country. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of, it's a little bit hokey. And then all of a sudden it busts into that soul drop that it's almost like a early Ray LaMontagne kind of, that bust into that is just amazing. I totally agree. Um, Yay, we both like an album. Actually, we, you know, other than we've had a, about three good weeks in a row, I think, Sven, of us liking yeah. the same stuff. Well, we've only, we're only halfway through. Yeah, that's true. Uh, good, this one. Good, good point. Um, <laughs> uh, let's jump to some awards and categories for Mr. Sturgill Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to the Earth. There were no bad reviews for this album. The only bad reviews were all about the vinyl, which... Those aren't fun. Like the quality who, of the pressing or whatever. Yeah. That who, kind of stuff. Who cares yeah. about that? Influences and influencees. I'm finding that this award is very easy to do because we always talk about them at first, right? Like this is every during the every yeah. 60s soul, every 40s country guy, every, you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. It's yep. Pretty easy. Fine wine or skunk beer. I'll go first. I think this is a very fine wine. Mm-hmm. You will be able to pop this on in... 80 years and to somebody who's a music appreciator and they will say, holy shit, this is amazing. hundred percent. I think that you could also trick somebody into, into thinking this was written way before it was. That's a good point. Um, This sounds like it could have been written in the sixties for sure. It could. I've got connections to certain people that that's like their golden era music. And I, I kind of want to slip this into a listening session and just be like, Hey, what do you think of, you know, and see what happens because like, it's totally that crowd of music died in the 70s and I'll, maybe I'll report back if we do a revisit someday. That's awesome. You wouldn't know the Nevermind the Bullocks Award because this is this is the first time that you'd ever heard of him, correct? Mm-hmm. I have only heard two of his albums. I've heard this one and then Cut and Grass Volume 1, which is a good album. This one is by far my favorite, but like I said... 
I am in no position to call this a never mind the Bullocks award because I have heard 16% of his music. Yeah. Yeah. I do that sometimes with artists. I hear one album, it's amazing, and then I'm scared to listen to anything else. You don't want it to ruin wanna, the... I don't want to yeah. like them less. John Paul Jones Award. Do you have one, Sven? We've said a few names. Like, I could totally hear James Brown doing his thing on some of these tracks, even if it was just like the background little like, hey! You know, like yep. little nathaniel ratliff there's a few of these songs where just like his drunk ass could have just made the 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 party a little bit more live (laughs) but i don't know it doesn't need anything i agree my head was in the same place as yours i said i would have loved to hear otis redding sing on a couple of these how is that gonna happen no i wouldn't i definitely (laughs) wouldn't change anything no john popper award it's kind of a cheat. Uh, you're gonna do the same damn hook, thing I'm gonna do. But but he's the one who likes all our pretty songs. It's <laughs> God bless you, Kurt Cobain. That was my pick. <laughs> this yeah. is our way of getting to cheat two minutes and talk about Nirvana <laughs> before a Nirvana episode. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen Award. My Eddie Van Halen Award is actually guitar. Yeah. Which it might That's be the, the first time I've done guitar. <laughs> the slide guitar in the song Brace for Impact. Yeah. There's a Wurlitzer in there too. Mm. There's all these random parts in Brace for Impact. You hear it in an old school country bar. It's very like Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt's a fucking badass. So yep. yeah, there you go. For me, it's all the horn lines. Adds so much. It's just the energy and the feel of those. Tra- it, it, it's what gives it the gospel feel that I love. Great answer. Surfer Rosa Award. I don't think this is a Surfer Rosa Award. I really like this all the way through. I don't all really think there's a song on here I don't like. And I don't think that there is a portion of this album that is more unique than another portion. I noticed how well everything flowed together from track to track. The order... The subject matter, the way he connects them together. It's so fluid. There was a few times I had to go and double check yeah. that we switched to a new song. Uh, Time of Your Life Award, do you have one? I don't think so. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked every single one of these songs. Yeah. If I was forced to pick one, it'd probably be Breaker's Roar, which is the second Sec- song yeah. on the album. Songs like that typically really bore me, but I do, I do like this song. This is just such a good mood album, and every song really fits the mood. Last week, when I was really listening to this, getting prepped, or maybe it was two weeks ago, and it was my first week home for the summer. I had been gone forever. I got to listen to this album and kind of hang out in the backyard and chill in my own place. It was such a perfect mood album for that. So even the slow ones for me were yeah really good are your three best songs on the album Sven? starting at number three uh i'm gonna say call to arms okay and then weirdly enough in bloom i'm gonna put that at two okay i don't know if that counts it should count yeah it counts because it's on the album yeah even though it's covered Mm -hmm. my third is actually the intro welcome to earth i I know that it's kind of cheesy welcome to earth the the very first track i didn't know what to expect and I felt like that track prepared me. As a first-time listener, not knowing Sturgill Simpson, mm-hmm. that track kind of got me ready, and I really got into it. Fantastic way for him to start the album. So this is interesting, and I think uh-huh. this is the first time this has ever happened. Oh, boy. My number three uh-huh. is In in Bloom. Okay. I know it's a cover. I don't like giving awards for covers, but mm-hmm. when, when it's an amazing cover, it's an amazing cover. Mm-hmm. My number two is Call to Arms. Hey! And my number one is Welcome to Earth. <laughs> I think that Welcome to Earth is its exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It sets you up for the entire album. It yeah. is the perfect setup. It lets you know exactly what this album is. I'm here. I'm unique. This is different. You haven't heard anything like this. Bam. Here you go. Yes. Yes. I don't think that's ever happened uh, on the history of this podcast that we pick the same three songs. (laughs) Now, if we ever pick the same three in order, that'll be like shots or something. We'll have to have shots at the ready. We'll have to do something. But like this, this at Mm -hmm. least, I don't know. Cheers. Yeah. See, we do have similar tastes sometimes. Sometimes. Who won the album? I will go first. I am going to say, and I'll keep it simple. Uh Uh-huh. But country won this album. Yeah. There is hope for you yet. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> you know, it was it was all warm and fuzzy until that last little yeah. <laughs> dig. I think Sturgill Simpson wins this album because a if if this really is kind of the one that got him the attention, I can see why. B, it got me as a fan, and I feel like anyone I show this to, even if they're not a country fan, would love this album. So rate the album, Sven. Yeah, I don't have like a crazy scale this week, which I I probably should have spent some time thinking up of like how many jelly beans or something. But um, on a simple, I think you should keep it to jelly beans though. Jelly beans? Well, I'll I'll call it ten jelly yeah. beans then. It's like an eight out of ten jelly beans. Like it's awesome. Yeah, like an eight point seven maybe. It's like almost a nine. Okay, for okay. me. Yeah, I gave it nine out of ten breaths of fresh air. There's ah. not a song on this I don't like. It crosses a couple really strong genres really beautifully. It's not a ten out of ten because it doesn't reach out and grab you. There's nothing on it that makes you have to listen to it again and again and again. But I, I don't think that's what he was going for. It's a ten out of ten for Sturgill Simpson, and this album is a nine out of ten. That's that's what I'd say. Yeah, and that's Sailor's Guide to the Earth. I feel like I should qualify or like what it would take to get a 10 out of 10 for me because I feel like... I love that there is no rhyme or reason, meaning, explanation to why you rate how you rate. I think it speaks to how stupid rating things are in the first place is. Okay. And how ridiculous I am for taking it so seriously. (laughs) Yes. I think... Yeah. That's our first album. (laughs) We will get to our second album after this break. We'll be right back. We are back. Oh, fuck you. You're going to make me have to say it. All right, folks. For this week, I gave David... (laughs) The band is Fonafiel, and the album is Trolls March, which I think translates to Troll Marching. March. Oh boy! Yeah, All right. I'm very excited to do. Okay. <laughs> Before we get into it, last break. The song that you just heard is "Take What You Want" by James Plainwreck. Once again, check him out. I pick these songs myself. I listen to them. I pick the songs that I like. I play what I like in your face. But the moral of that story is that it's not like the bands are reaching out and saying, hey, will you play this and this and this? No, this is, I listen. I say, hey, this song's cool. I'm going to, hey, listen to this part. This part's cool. I'm going to put this on. Now, if I like it, you should like it. So go download it. Like it. Go like it. Exactly. I like these guys. James Plainwreck. And Sven, thank you for introducing me to them. So... Who? This is going to be one hell of a review. Trolls Marge. Yeah. It's an album by Adun Gronstad and Fiona Fall. Fiona Fell. How do you pronounce it? Fiona Fell. Fiona I believe. Fiona Fell is from Norway. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's very little research you can do on this album. I found one thing. Yeah. Well, I found a couple things that said the same exact thing. First of all, for those of you who don't know, there is a sub-genre of death metal that is... Is it just called troll metal? Or like Norwegian metal, sometimes I hear people call it, or... I mean, not to be confused to like black There's metal. There's a subgenre of black metal that is about trolls. Yeah. And there are many bands. Yes, troll folk metal, it's insane. troll metal, yeah. This album yeah. is about two yeah. trolls who decide to travel their land, gather an army, and rid their lands of humans. I also came to yeah. find, which is fucking awesome, that if you buy this album, which I couldn't find, it comes with a 16-page folk tale about what this album is about it's just the nerdiest coolest thing (laughs) it's awesome (laughs) but i couldn't find translations anywhere for any of it which leads me to my first question for sven Uh do you speak norwegian do you have any idea what these fuckers are saying in this album i don't speak norwegian other than some very basic phrases like i know how to say you know like manga talk okay and you know like i I know how to thank people basically is it and then (laughs) and then i can say my own name do you know at all what these guys are saying in any of this mostly no 
No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do not speak troll. I do not speak Norwegian. And therefore, I was simply left with music to tell the story. So yes. what I have done is I have taken my perspective while listening to this album. I have written it out. And I have made my own story. I am going to just completely make up <laughs> what this album is and tell it to you right now. Okay. So this is awesome because what I do know is the significance of trolls in Norwegian ooh, culture, hit, mythology. Yeah, hit us up with that. Oh, I kind of want to hear what your your take on it is first, though. But I'll do my story and then we'll hear. Yeah. I want you to tell me what your take is on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do to me on a weekly basis, man. It's really not nice. Because, <laughs> I mean, you can't confuse mountain trolls and forest trolls with cave trolls. And some of them are protective of their bridges. I never, I never do. And some I never of them would. are, yeah. So they're yeah. big. They're what supposedly the kind of dumb. speed velocity they're of an unladen swallow? African or European yeah. swallow? <laughs> And, Um, oh my God, this is the nerdiest episode we've ever done by far. (laughs) So here's what I think is happening. We open up with track one. A narrator comes in with an amazing voice. I'll tell you that now. Epic, right? The narrator's voice is fucking awesome. And he's telling the story of Grendel and Dunker, which those are the first troll names that I saw when I googled Norwegian troll names. <laughs> the first two were Grendel and Dunker. So that's what I went with. These trolls have been cast out of their native land by the grotesque and evil humans. And with their families murdered and homes buried, they've decided to roam the uninhabited and dangerous lands, searching for like creatures to help in their battle. To basically just to massacre the humans. That's what I have decided that track one is about. Does that sound like troll folklore, Sven, or am I already uh, way off? I think you could probably... Yeah, uh, I think we're with you still. I'm one for one. <laughs> track two. And I didn't just... I listened to the song. I listened to the mood of the song, if they were screaming or not screaming, if it was light. I mean, none of it's light. And I should add that this is black metal in the sense that 90% of it is growling, which I am not, I just don't, I'm not a fan of it. I never but have But it's been. like, it's There's, Norwegian, it's like black metal, but with like strings and stuff and like hardanger fiddle. And the like music. All these folk instruments. Yes. The actual music in this is really good. It's awesome. And so don't let me just making a mockery of this by telling a tale confuse you with the fact that when we get to the (laughs) wars and categories and stuff, really, the songs on here are, are very well thought out. They're very well put together. The builds and the dynamics and everything are fantastic. But my problem is, is when you just growl in front of it, it just fucking bugs me. I'd rather there just not be any lyrics and just listen to. Right. But I can't be alone in that. I feel like that's probably why many, many people don't listen to this style of music. On to track two, where, what were their names? Grendel and Dunker's goals are set to wipe out the human race, and they begin their travels through the treacherous (laughs) mountains of the Netherlands, sleeping through biting cold and living off of whatever small animals still survive in the den of winter slopes, the motivation to avenge their race and obliterate the humans fueling them. So track two is a, you remember in Lord of the Rings where eight-tenths, (laughs) eight-tenths, (laughs) <laughs> how about four fifths david <laughs> do you remember when basically all that movie was just a bunch of people walking or running yeah this is that song yeah that, that, that's a lot of the, of the lord of the rings we're gonna yeah. walk to a volcano for for seven <laughs> for, hours or like yeah like a trilogy that's this part of the that's this song is there's fucking walking and that's it I love this. Is Am I good so far? Do you think that's still like, at all? This is better than I could have hoped, I think, for like <laughs> troll metal in Norwegian that I gave you. <laughs> this is awesome. Track three, slow, somber, and melodic. They discover a troll hideout where the few survivors share their stories of human horde pillaging and massacring their village. The trolls share stories of the like while deciding that they will gladly die for revenge on humans' actions. And with their numbers grown, they continue their quest to find others. So track three, they've ran into other trolls who who have had the same experiences (laughs) that they have with us disgusting humans. I can't wait to get to the end. Yeah, you're, no, you're, yeah, yeah. Track four, and this is obvious, and anybody that listens to track four is going to know it right away. It's an obvious Rocky-like montage of them combing the lands, searching for their kiln to assist in their battle. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks, man. Just spit beer out. <laughs> oh, out the nose, the carbonation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop sniffing. I have to edit all those out. <laughs> Don't, because you just made me spew beer out my nostrils. You know how bad that burns? Track five. They've gathered trolls from all over Norway, different subcultures, family names. And in track five, they're holding nights of ritual and important ceremony before they enact their plot to drive the humans to extinction. Oh my goodness. Track five is, is a little more madrigal, I'd say. Yeah. So yeah. I saw it as a very... I think we're wandering into territory that perhaps is outside a traditional troll. I don't know if they're smart enough to get this organized, but I like how you're going. I like where okay. you're going with this. Okay, I see what you're... I see. Yeah. So... They're not typically known for their intelligence and their ability to, uh, you know, these schemes and massive plans. No, okay. No, I appreciate the feedback. So it'd really be more of a... Yeah. We're going to say I'm four for five. That's what we're going to say. <laughs> Track six, to battle. We've gathered everybody up. It's time to start massacring motherfuckers. They begin on the outskirt villages, tiny little villages, murdering anyone in their way, their savage rage leading them into every surprise overtaking, strength growing through the pillaging of each village. That's track six. Kind of like another montage where they're just bringing yeah. everybody yeah. in. Track seven. They're just, yeah. After weeks of battle, the trolls gather to celebrate all their victories with another old cultural folk song. They've had many ah. victories. They're stronger. You know, they've eaten all of the... What do, what do trolls eat? Um, probably people after they kill them. So they're... They don't like to be seen or talked oh. to. So they, oh. like, I don't, I don't know. Are you they saying that the like most s- realistic troll in movie history was probably Shrek? Is that what you're saying? He was an ogre, <laughs> oh, not a troll. Shit. But... Oh, that's embarrassing. Did, Edit that sh- out, David. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're onto something here because trolls definitely do not like people. They're kind of like the tree huggers who are angry at people for not being oh. tree huggers. Like trolls are very. It represents nature and all the things that are bad about humans. They should have been pissed that we were massacring land, not... That's, that's the tension. The actual trolls. Not, yeah. I've just completely blown it. So we're going to say I'm five for seven, but I'll still take it. Track eight, the trolls have finally reached some big Norwegian town after after so many great fixers. I'm going to say Oslo <laughs> because it's the only Norwegian town that I know. <laughs> Catching the town off guard, the trolls are surprisingly successful, losing many but taking the main castle of Oslo. Palace? The palace is there. The king lives in Oslo. Holy shit, they did it. That's track eight. Track eight, they did it. (laughs) But then there's track nine, which is kind of the heavy minor song of the whole thing. So what is this? Oh no, the fucking humans were all aware of the approaching trolls having inflated their numbers from fellow cities and retreating from Oslo to attack at night after the trolls had taken over the palace. A massive battle ensues and the trolls already exhausted from taking the keep that day are pillaged. That is a theme that that is a recurring theme in, in troll mythology. Can I tell you something else that's amazing about track nine? Huh? Did you catch there's a little 10 second blip of in the hall of the mountain King? Yeah. Okay. That is another thing that's very relevant to troll culture. That is that it? is the entire story of Edvard Grieg, who is a Norwegian composer. His whole story is about the story of a troll king. And oh my god! Yeah, so a piece of that does show up in this album. A nod to Norwegian composer. So I, I totally appreciate that very because cool. it's like Norwegian band. Yeah, paying some respect to Norwegian musician, Norwegian composer that came way before them. The story you built around this is is like fairly plausible with a few little tweaks. Like it totally could fit into the realm and scope of Norwegian troll. They, they definitely don't like humans. They're portrayed as stupid. And the way the humans always get back at the trolls is by outsmarting them. Track 10, roll credits. <laughs> Dunker and Trendle are gasping their last breaths, going to whatever the fuck afterlife they pray to, gladly yeah. giving their lives for the deaths they have caused. And that's the end for a capper to make the story... As good as you can possibly be, make sure that everything that I said, you picture the 90s 
play trolls. <laughs> oh my god, with the love- hair, <laughs> those trolls. Oh, thank you, 1990s with the neon hair. That's the story of <laughs> Fiona Fell's troll march. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I don't know what else to add. Like you actually made that better than I could have possibly imagined. Let's go to rewards and categories and we can talk about the actual songs. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find any review. I couldn't find anything on this. There were a couple, you know, metal websites that talked about oh, yeah. it. Very positive reviews because it's a good album. It really is. There's there's a lot of really great musicianship. Like I said, the structures of the songs, really well done. This is a brand new genre for me. I know extremely nothing about it. Do you know anything? Do you know what the influence of this sort of thing would be with? We talked about Edvard Grieg. Is it just a basic Norwegian death metal sort of influence? Or? Well, the thing I like about this is it's a little bit different than typical Norwegian mm-hmm. black metal, which has zero folk influence usually. And this is very, the band, not just this album, a lot of their music is is very folkish. They just take it to like 11. Very true. Like I mentioned, the Hardanger fiddle. It looks like a violin, but it's got an extra it's set of cool strings that resonate when you play to create this kind of drone. So anytime you hear something that sounds kind of like a fiddle or a string instrument that also has like this undertone drone, it's that thing. There's black metal purists who will not listen to this and say that it's not metal. Mm. This hits a sweet spot in like my metal taste buds. For me, it's just a growling. I'll never be able to listen to an. I just can't do it. It's just not like I I get it if you're doing like a chorus here and there or something like that. But growling through an entire song, I've tried, just not going to happen. Fine wine or skunk beer? I'm I'm going to you, Sven, because I have no. I mean, I'd assume this is a fine wine because it's yeah. I, I maybe like. Just in my corner of the universe, just to me personally. Albums be, like that are fun when it's it's your own fine wine. It's my own fine wine, but I wouldn't serve it to other mm-hmm. people. And I wouldn't expect them to think it's fine wine. I think even amongst the Norwegian metal community, this was kind of like a thing that, yeah, it was cool. It was not really the... Never mind the Bullocks Award. Uh, did, the, did they have any other albums? Not that I've listened to. They do. One or two more. Mm. I haven't kept up with them in, in okay. recent times. I kind of want to look them up now, though. See what they have. They have an EP and then the two <laughs> albums. How do you EP a fucking folktale? Oh, that's just funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> the John Paul Jones Award. I want to know. What- I'm obviously going to say I want Sir Ian McKellen on this. Oh, my God. To go more Lord <laughs> of the Ringsy. I don't know. The drummer from Meshuggah, maybe, because maybe slightly like a way to maybe make the percussion a little more intense even though it definitely was just fine for the sound i yeah john popper word for best hook the very beginning and this is when i have to start saying song names which yes. is just gonna be embarrassing but oh well the very beginning of till comp uh, yeah you picked like the easiest one to say too the beginning of that is a song if you don't like metal don't do this but if you are <laughs> cool with metal just listen to the beginning of this song. You'll be like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. These guys are real. Uh, do you have a John Popper award? Do you have a best uh, hook? I don't. I don't. Here's another fun one. Eddie Van Halen award. <laughs> Mine? Yes. You're going to have to try to correct me best you can. The ending organ on Soknadalr. <laughs> Which I think is a cover song of some oh, other Jesus. something really, guys? You covered? I, a... I can't say it either. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> do you have a, an Eddie Van Halen? Do you have a shredding? The whole thing to me is an Eddie Van Halen award. It, it does shred. Ways. <laughs> it absolutely, sh- absolutely shreds. Surfer Rosa Award. No, it's yeah, it really, really, it really, it does play kind of like a tail. It's not top heavy. It's thing. not. It's all unique. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Harry you, Parch is looking like real good right now, huh? You know what's funny though is time of your life award it was hard for me to pick because i didn't not like any of these i don't like listening to the growl but as far as the music i liked them all if i had to pick i'd go with i think it's song numbered like two it's fauna troll it's vice not a big fan (laughs) of that one did you have one same thing like they're all pretty like if i didn't like one i'd have to not like all of them kind of a thing what are your three favorite songs on this album sven you mentioned one earlier till comp that's my number three it might be the very first song. 
which I'm I'm not going to try to pronounce because it's like five words long. And then my favorite is the one right after that, Trolls March. Trolls March. My favorite songs are, once again, I'll pronounce this beautifully, Sakna Dal, metal one-note guitar solo. I've always loved that. And the ending organ is just, mm-hmm. it's the bee's knees, man. My second favorite song is Drika Glide. I don't know. It's this monumental symphonic soundtrack-esque. It's it's really, really cool. And then my first favorite is the Till Camp. It's huge. It's beautiful. The dynamics are great. The build-ups are great. The minor note work is really good in it. And those are my three favorite songs. Who won this album? I'm saying whoever the fuck the narrator is that was on nice. this. He is badass. He won the album. The people that won this are the people that don't really want to get into black metal, but like wanted to dip a toe into the pool. Mm, you know, that's a good answer. I'm like metal curious. You're just a college kid experimenting. Yeah. Rate the album. I'm giving this a seven out of 10, 12 sided die. It's a perfect seven out of 10 album. It's, it is yeah. what it wants to be. Yeah. Similar vein. I'm, I'm giving this a full 10 out of 15 awesome jelly Um, beans also i'm sticking with jelly beans stick with jelly beans tonight i appreciate it that's it that is episode 22 that is uh and sturgeon simpson (laughs) trolls marsh that was an interesting ride sven thanks as always for thank you for your story i like kind of wish i had written that down because (laughs) that should be published i'm sure that that story has been told many times join us next week you know we have next week sven we have a lot of music to prep for because it's the new release getting back to quickfire reviews we're going over some new albums (laughs) of the last few months I love this episode. I'm so excited. And then we're back on a new rotation again. So keep yeah. listening. We love y'all. Versecoursefirst.com, Versecoursefirstpod for the Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah. Or just go to the, the website, website and listen there. The website um, has everything you need. Yes. Plus all those other places. It does. Yeah. Plus merch. Mm-hmm. Sven, it was lovely tonight. Do we have thongs yet? Sure. Just special request. I'll send one to you. Get your mankinis. Banana hammock. Versecoursefirst.com. Yes. It's been real, everybody. Sorry to end on that note, but you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Thanks again to James Plainwreck. Thanks to all the listeners. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 